0: Greetings, and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're studying Sefer Yiov together. We're now in Parak Lamed Hei, Chapter 35, the shortest of the Elihu chapters uh, and the shortest speech of Elihu. Uh, and he now presents his argument, the structure of this Perak 16 Psukim, is quite elegant. The first four and last four Psukim of the parak match each other and the middle eight are a separate unit the core unit <coughs> which uh, structurally of course is, um, is reasonable and as we come along we'll see what those parts are and now Elihu directly attacks EOV's claims he says you think that this is a case you think this is judgment that you are now have found yourself to be more righteous than God, meaning either you have found yourself to be greater than God in righteousness or that you have found yourself to be innocent in front of God. KITOMAR what Your claim is that you have no gain whatsoever from doing the right thing. MA OIL MICHATATI which should be understood as what gain do I have by avoiding a sin? ANI I'm going to answer that, and I'll answer the rest of your friends with you, meaning Elihu, again, as we saw in Paraklamet Bet, is angry at all of them, at Eov in one way, and at the three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Sophar in a different way. Now, notice that these four psukim which form the introduction, the first and the last, Pasuk Aleph, which is just the introductory, and Dalad, which is the bridge to the actual comments, but the real core of that introduction are Bet and Gimel, in which he attacks, uh, presents his thesis, again, as the antithesis of Eov's presentation. And now we'll hear the essential argument over these eight psukim. Habet, Shammai, Mu'ura, Now, look up to heavens and see vishur shakim. Shur means look. Look at the heavens. Gavu mu'meka. Either meaning, look how high they are above you, or look at the how those high heavens above you. In other words, either the measure of them or the very existence of them. <clears throat> and now, here we go. Im matifalbo. So the notion is that God is above those heavens. And so there, if you sin, what do you think you're doing to him? V'rabu f'shayach hamat And you do a lot of of sins, what has that done to him? So his first argument is, when you sin, you don't hurt God. Second of all, And if you do something righteous, what are you giving him? What is he taking from you? And if you're doing an act of charity, what's he getting from you? And now, the inverse. The people you really are hurting or helping, not God, but other people. And I think the simple read of Ish Kamucha means it's another human being like yourself that your wickedness affects. Another human being who you don't help or you hurt. And it's another human who your tzedakah helps. Why do people cry out? They cry out because they are oppressed by other people. Yeshav'um rabim. They cry out from the mighty hands of oppressors. And the oppressors read in, in, in there outside and the oppressor doesn't say where is God who created me which may mean who gives me strength at night or allows me to celebrate at night or who's the or who cuts at night meaning the one who's punishing at night. They don't say that, which means that these Bishayim don't get what's going on because they think it's all a transactional relationship with God. But no, when they're behaving the way that they that they are, they're affecting other people. Malfeinu aretz, you have taught us more. Malfeinu you have taught us more than you taught the animals. yechakmenu, and you made us wiser than the birds we humans which means if we're not getting it we're being more foolish than they are. we have knowledge that they don't have and we're abusing it and ignoring it <speaking in Hebrew> so what happens sham sham in yoga often refers to the place of death here sham is when they are in trouble they call out those who shame call out and god doesn't answer because of the arrogance of these people, of these bad people. God will not listen to a vain prayer. God won't look at it. So these wicked ones who call out when they're in need, God doesn't listen to them. And now these four psukim, starting from Achshav to the end of this to this parak, because now the Siyum the brings it to a close. Afki tomar the So even though you Eov say that he doesn't see you, or that you don't see him, din the and this is what he said in the previous parak, set up your judgment before him, and also pray to him. That that dualistic relationship, that dichotomous relationship of on the one hand challenging him and on the other hand praying to him. And now that you are not doing that, God's anger is now being stirred. And you have no rest. You, have, you don't have much rest. In the meantime, Eov, and now he's talking to the Chachamim, Eov is opening up his mouth with vanity. And he has, has lots of words without any knowledge. And as a result of that, he has added to his sin... And therefore, instead of learning, and this is what he's uh, repeated from the previous parakel, in different words, instead of learning from his tribulations and improving himself, instead he's complaining against God with complaints that aren't real and don't make much sense. The relationship is not one of where I've hurt God, and now he's hurting me. You don't hurt God. God is not afraid of you the way that, or, or, or angry at you, or threatened by you the way that you described earlier. He's above all of that. And so, you want to have this judgment, bring your case before God, and also pray to God. Stand humbly before God, get rid of the arrogance, and then we've got something to talk about. We'll pick it up with the last two chapters of Elihu's uh, speech, which are all one speech, Lament Five and Lament Zion, in the next two podcasts. I mean, everybody should have a wonderful day.